welcome to Cross Life Church in El Dorado, Arkansas. We pray that this message from our lead pastor, Chester Passmore, will encourage and challenge you in your walk with Jesus Christ. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us at www.crosslifechurcheldo.com. Thank you again for listening. If you're here this morning, uh, this is a sermon I do the first Sunday I get to preach every year. It's a sermon that um, that is called the Cross Life Church State of the Union. And what I try to do every year is kind of recap a little bit about last year and then uh, kind of project some vision for the following year. And uh, I'm here to tell you this morning that uh, this last year was nuts. Thank you for coming. We can all go home now. <laughs> if I didn't get an amen on that, then where was you? This last year was nuts. That's the PG version for what last year was. Amen? Y'all can laugh. It's okay. But, I mean, last year was tough. It was hard. We, uh, I, my, favorite, my favorite line from Cleegy when we're talking is you have to laugh to keep from crying, right? Uh, but, but for real, on, I mean, I, some of you people, uh, I look at you and say, man, like you powered through some stuff last year. And it's, it's just so awesome to see how your depth in Christ carried you through some very hard years. I'm looking at three or four people in this room who, who buried a parent or, or a loved one this year and in the midst of this, and it was, you had to do even grieving like we've never been able to do grieving before. And so this year was hard. We didn't see this coming, you know. I don't think that anybody, uh, at least in Cross Life Church, came to me and said, hey, the Lord says Corona's coming, get ready. No, no, we, we didn't know. I stood here last year at this same time preaching this same message, and I couldn't talk about 2021. The Lord rather had me talk about the decade of the 20s and how God was going to change things and transform things. And I honestly believe that God uses things of the enemy and turn them into good. Amen? Uh, so I want to theologically say I don't necessarily believe God stood up in the throne room of heaven and looked down and said, I'm sending coronavirus on the earth. But I do believe that whatever the enemy plans for evil, God has a way to turn it for his good. And so I do believe that what has happened this year gives us permission to approach the rest of the decade in a way maybe we wouldn't have if life had just been going on as normal. And I think that permission is going to be changing the church. Not only did we have the coronavirus that was a very difficult thing to navigate this year, we had a country that was more divided than I've ever seen it in my lifetime. It was hard to live in the United States of America. I'm not talking about from a comfort standpoint. I'm talking about from a cultural camaraderie, a unity standpoint. People fought over anything that could be fought over. And it broke the soul of a nation. I still believe that what's going on in our country is an antichrist spirit that is lifting his head and demonstrating the exact opposite of what the gospel was put on the earth to do, which is to destroy, to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen? Even this week, we see America at its worst. 
at its worst. Then, then in my lifetime, now I'll be 40 this month. So in the 40 years that I've been alive, this is as worse, this is as bad as I've seen it. Okay? So I live in this weird dichotomy of two truths. On one hand, my soul for the state of America, for the state of the church in America, it grieves. I realize that it doesn't look like my kids will grow up in the same America that I grew up in. And it grieves me. I realize that church, the gospel, Christianity, not going to look like the church that I grew up in. And it grieves me. Y'all out there this morning. I also realize on the flip side of the same coin that this is the times throughout history, biblical history, church history. These are the moments God shows up. These are the moments that the gospel does its thing. These are the moments when the church arises to the occasion and is not put down, but God lifts her up and he begins to beautify her through the ashes. And so I live in, in this weird tug of war where my, I, I, I am grieving. I'm grieving in one sense, but I'm also feeling like the birthing of something that I've always longed to see my entire life is right at our doorstep. And so I'm as excited as I've ever been. And I'm also, I'm not going to say, the, I'm not going to say worried or fearful, just there's grief. The 80s were awesome. <laughs> I thought I could, yeah, 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 there's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the 80s were awesome, all right? Hair bands are great. All right. So here we are, 2021, moving forward. Uh, I wish I could say Corona is over, we can just go, but, but even in our own city, it's rearing its head. It continues to do what it does. People in this church that I know are, are battling the virus. My own father was in the hospital one step away from being on a ventilator in the ICU. Today he's at home doing great. Praise God. Amen. People in this room who, who you battled the virus and some of y'all had it and, and it was no big deal. Some of y'all had it and it was the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. And I'm saying to you, last year was hard. But in spite of it, in spite of it, and I want to take a second just to do this, in spite of it, 2020 also gave gifts, especially to Cross Life Church. So this is what I want to say. If you're in this room and you began coming to Cross Life Church, if, you, if this is your home church and you started coming in the year 2020, I want you to stand up. All right. Awesome. So, even in the midst of hard things, God can plant beautiful things inside of that. Amen? And so, there's family members, there's, there's church family in this room that we're just, we, we, we were able to absorb them into our family, and they made us better because they're here. I don't want to pick out people, but if you're here, and this is, you started coming to church here in 2020, you're, you're part of what God used to beautify his church, especially Cross Life Church this year. And so we love you. We love you. Proud of you. I want to say this. 
I in no way intend to say this to create a versus, us versus them. There are some people who have not come to church this year, and that is their, that is their call, and we bless them, and we say whenever they're ready to come back to church, come on back to the house of God. Amen? Okay, I'm talking about specifically for the, the, the virus. But I will say, those of us uh, who came to church this year, especially not just came to church, but especially have continued to give to Cross Life Church, thank you. You keep this place going. This is not my church. This is not even your church. Whose church is it? It's Jesus' church. And your surrender to his church by giving, by showing up when you didn't have to show up, by participating when you didn't have to participate, it's keeping this family tight. It's keeping this church going. And uh, you are extremely just vital. You are. You are the church. And I just want to, I don't know how to say it other than to say thank you. Thank you for every dollar you gave this year. Thank you for every amount of time. I mean, from small stuff to like uh, these two back here who Christmas decorated. Now, we think it's small. To them, they'll tell you it's not small because, because this place is huge and all the Christmas decorations are four stories high over there in the building, okay? And so, but I'm telling you like small stuff to, to, to decorate in this year that they've never decorated the church before, but they came in here. Wasn't it awesome? It was great. Give them a hand. Small stuff to, uh, to, I mean, literally, just there was eight weeks we were shut down, and many of you all would just stop by and just, hey, here's my tithe, here's my offering. You could have, in 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 a worldly in in a in a worldly way of thinking, you could have said, well, I can if we're not having church, we can just take a break from giving. But you didn't. There's again, watch what a seed called faithful will produce. And so, faithfulness in every area. Uh, we have been, uh, I will say this, and we're, we're the guinea pig church in town. Uh, and, and what I say about it is, is we have a relationship with a lot of pastors, uh, and of, the, of any churches of any size, uh, they all say, okay, we're watching you, Chester. We'll meet together for lunch, and they'll say, we're watching you, because we've been going to church probably longer than any other church. There's some little churches that, that, that didn't shut down, and, and praise God for that, but, but they'll say, Okay, who's going to start up children's ministry? And we're like, oh, we, we did that about a month ago. And they're like, oh, how's it going? <laughs> like, well, nobody's dead, if that's what you're asking, you know. And so, and so you know, I'm like, and so we're kind of like the guinea pig church, and they're watching us. And, and I'm telling you, I have really close friends who are ministers in this town. Uh, just side note, the camaraderie and the unity amongst leaders in this town of ministers is as good as I've ever seen it. And so... Yay, El Dorado. Amen? Yay, God, for El Dorado. And so, and so um, we've kind of been the guinea big church, and, and they'll come up to me, and they'll say, you know, hey, we're just we're coming off from a little, little lockdown, and they'll say, y'all guys doing okay? Yeah, we're doing okay. And, and so um, I want to thank you for kind of being brave enough to be the guinea pig church in town. That makes sense? We're like, yeah, I want to go to church and uh, all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and so thank you for being here. That's all that to say thank you for being here. Now, 2020 is over. Hopefully, the bulk of Rona is over. Hopefully, it's going to snow tonight. Come on. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The 80s and snow. Bring it, Jesus. 
<laughs> Bring them back. If, you're, if you ask your neighbor if they want it to snow and they say no, then rebuke them. They are the enemy this morning. We rebuke them, okay? Rebuke, rebuke, okay. All right. Now, I say this with some sense of trepidation, some sense of uh, not being lighthearted. 2020 changed things. The change is not over. Everything is still changing. Everything must change. God remains the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But the church is becoming beautiful. The church is becoming the bride. And for us to stay in one state speaks of a lack of surrender to be conformed into an image that he is trying to create. Y'all hear what I'm saying this morning? So I would love in some sense to say to you, hey, 2020 is over. The changes are over. Let's just get back to normal. Uh, Define normal. But what I must say to you is if we fail to continue to change and to be led by the Holy Spirit and adapt to what he is asking us to do, we will become like a, a person with a hard head butting our heads against what the Spirit is trying to do. The biblical principle for this is found in a gospel story of new wine and new wineskins. God is doing a new thing. We are not reacting to what the enemy is doing solely. We have to react at some level. But we are not responding or reacting to what the enemy is doing. Rather, if we're really listening, I believe he's giving us the strategy and the wisdom of heaven to stay a step ahead and continue to adapt before the big changes come. What if the virus gave us permission to think in a way we never thought about because the next thing coming down the pop necessitates we do things we've never thought about doing. You hear what I'm saying to you? And what if it's really all just coming back full circle to how it was in the book of Acts when he established his church? And so I'm saying to you, there's two things. If you put new wine into an old wineskin, when that new wine goes into that old wineskin, you cap it off and it begins to ferment. It will bust and then you waste the new wine. You must put new wine into a new wineskin and that skin will mold and harden to the shape of the new wine. If you sew a new piece of cloth to an old piece of cloth, the scripture says this cloth pulls away. And the lack of embracing the Holy Spirit changes that are coming to the church, I'm not even specifically talking about cross-life church only, but to the church as whole, then there will be some with an old and new mindset, and it will cause some of us to pull away. We must be willing 
to continue to change. Well, Chester, what are all those changes look like? I can tell you the number one change, and I'm going to say this this year until we are sick of it. This is the one thing I want to say. I want you to put it on repeat. I want to play it like a broken record over and over and over and over again. We must return to a church. I'm talking about Cross Life Church. I'm talking about the church who at our core and at our center is one guiding light, and that is Christ and Christ crucified and his gospel, his good news. Everything else has to, has to be a distant second place that we must be a gospel-centric people. What is the purpose of this gathering in the first place? That we become the gospel the kingdom of God on the earth manifested to the earth. That we become the people of God doing the kingdom way and we take what's in heaven and implant it on the earth and we conquer. We do the first commandment which is to be fruitful and multiply and we win a city by being the gospel. Amen? So I want everybody to say this with me. The gospel. The gospel. The gospel answers everything. The gospel is everything. Everything Jesus did, he did to establish the gospel on the earth. The, the Holy Spirit was given after that so that we might become. Did somebody say it? Witnesses. Witnesses to what? The gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news of Jesus. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel. And when I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it a thousand and one. The gospel, 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 gospel. Gospel. The gospel of Jesus is the purpose of the church. We need to be equipped. Amen? Equipped to do what? The, the scripture says the ministry. The ministry of what? The gospel. We're, we're catching on now, aren't we? Right? So we need to be equipped as the church to do the ministry of the work of the gospel. So one of the things I'm talking about very practically here, one of the things we didn't do this year uh, as far as an adult gathering was Wednesday nights. We didn't do an adult gathering on Wednesday nights. That was primarily for the fact that we were not we were going to try to limit our corporate gatherings in here so as to not have a time where we had an outbreak of the coronavirus and not be able to have church. So Chester, if you're if we're going to risk it, we're going to risk it for our one corporate gathering a week which is our large corporate gathering a week which is our Sunday morning gathering, okay? And so we didn't have church on Wednesday night. That you know, some people y'all like that, you're like, "Woohoo!" Right? And then some people, y'all were like, man, I wish we could do more stuff on Wednesday nights, okay? And uh, we had children's ministry at, at, later on in the year, and we had youth ministry. Uh, and, and so but we didn't have this, this large gathering on, on Wednesday nights. We're not going to do that again this year. What we are going to do is we're going to have classes for the sake of equipping, for the sake of 
you and I doing the work of the ministry of the gospel. And so on Wednesday nights, instead of having one big gathering, we're going to have multiple small classes, okay? So starting January 20th, is there a slide? Who's, who's the word person for me this morning? That's, that's Mark. I see your hand. You can text CLC study to 75787 and sign up for a class. Now, January 20, we're going to start with three classes. In the, in the realm of equipping, here's what we want to equip you with. Number one, good theology. Good theology is important. Bad theology messes things up. Well, Chester, what do you mean? Paul, in many of his letters, has to address false teachers and false prophets who are teaching bad theology. Okay? So good theology is healthy, and it builds up. And if you're going to be discipling somebody, if you're going to be talking to somebody about Jesus, you kind of probably need to know what you're saying. Right? Okay, and not what you're talking about. So we're gonna we're gonna equip on on a theological on a theological principle, and we're gonna equip on a practical principle. So number one, we're gonna have one class starting January 20th. I'm gonna teach it. We're gonna go through six weeks deep in the book of Philippians. Is there is there another slide that explains these? Okay, so six weeks deep. In the book of Philippians. I love the book of Philippians. Matter of fact, I might have a goal to, to reference the book of Philippians in every sermon this year. Y'all are going to get sick of me. The gospel, Philippians. Dude needs to study more. Right? I'm going, I, I bought four commentaries on the book of Philippians last week. Get ready. Get ready. I want to go deep. So six weeks on the book of Philippians. Philippians, more than any other book of the Bible, mentions the gospel more than any other. Now, Philippians is five chapters long. The book of Romans is 16 chapters long. You'll find more references to the word the gospel in the book of Romans, but per hundred words, if there was if 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 Philippians had 16 chapters, it would blow it out of the water with the mentions of the gospel. The theme of Philippians is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm stuck. We're gonna get stuck together on this thing called the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you uh if you're if 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 you don't uh, what's the word? If that's not exciting you, it will excite you if you'll just hang on. But number two, if it doesn't excite you, then you love church more than you love the gospel. That makes sense? The church is here to supplant the gospel on the earth. Why do we exist? To do the gospel, right? The church exists for the gospel. Okay, so I'm going to be I'm going to be teaching through Philippians. Now, I want to keep these things small because they're not just Everybody listen to Chester talk where these are interactive together classes. And so we're going to limit this Philippians class this first time through to 20 people or less. Okay? Now, at the same time, Matt, come up here, run up here real fast. Matt's going to be teaching starting January 20th. Uh, we're, going to, he, we're going to teach and preach him until he leaves. Okay? We're, going to, we're just going to teach and preach him until he leaves. And so if you don't know, he's leaving this summer. He has been fired for being too tall. Okay, so that's a joke. So 
He's going to be preaching and teaching on. Going to be going through the book of Galatians. So that was when they went off the rails when it came to the gospel. And so, uh, just like he said, this isn't going to be a sense of like, you guys show up and listen to my great revelation. It's going to be, we're going to discuss it, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to challenge you, we're going to ask questions, and we're going to have times that we're like, I don't know what that means, and that's all right. We're going to dig deeply into it. So we're going to be, we'll probably be four to six weeks, we won't be any more six weeks, but we might somewhere in between there. Um, also, we're going to limit our class size as well. So you're going to want to get on there, and what's that going to do is when you text that, it's going to send you a link, and then you'll click on that link, and that's where you'll sign up for the class. You've got to sign up to get in there so we can keep our number down. And then the third class we're going to do is be led by Pastor Cleegee, and she's going to teach on a practical class on evangelism. Evangelism. The lamb is worthy of the reward of his suffering. It's time to get it. So we're going to go over some foundational things get readjusted, get grounded, and then on the fourth week, we're going to go out and we're going to also discuss some creative ways to win souls during a pandemic and disciple. That's right. So, thank you, Cleegee. So, the, the thing here is Wednesday night is overtly about equipping a theological or practical equipping. So you can come and, and go deep into scriptures or you can come and learn how to practically evangelize. And, and evangelism, not in a, in a sense of go door to door and hand them a track and, and say, God bless you. She was at Sonic the other night, right? She's at Sonic and the Holy Spirit impresses on her heart to ring the bell again so the lady would come back out and so she can, so she can bless her and talk to her about Jesus for a second. Like she's thinking about presenting the light of Jesus, most of us have gotten so uh, 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 in a rut in our walk with God, we don't, we're not thinking about it. What about a class that just gets you to thinking about how to be a light to other people in this world? Amen? And so, uh, and so, that, so Wednesday night, again, we could, we're not just going to meet in here and have, and have another service. There's nothing wrong with that. But I really feel impressed to prepare us by equipping, prepare you. You are Christ in you is the hope of glory for Eldoretta, Arkansas. It's not Christ and Pastor Matt. It's not Christ and Pastor Chester. It's not Christ and Pastor Cleegee or Andrew. It's not Christ in the select few. It's Christ in you. God wants to use you to, to do the work of the gospel in this city. And if we all are doing that, we, we, we can literally... Do something spectacular for the kingdom of God in Elder Red, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, okay, this is great. Okay, so, so that's what's going to happen on Wednesday nights this year. Pastor Chester, what if I miss a class? Either we will do the same class again and, and with a fresh group of people, and or you can just jump on another class. And so we're going to keep these classes going throughout the year on Wednesday night. We'll continue to have children's ministry. We'll continue to have youth ministry. You're going to see an overarching uh, development of balancing the scales of church life here 
where everything isn't driven by a large corporate gathering, but which equally a large corporate gathering and the reinstitution of smaller groups where we get discipled well and we really learn how to be a, a, a part of each other's lives. Does that make sense? Everything has been a large corporate gathering, and I think it's out of balance. We need to the reinstitution of smaller groups. So smaller groups in many different forms are going to start being birthed in our, in our new way of church, okay? So now, that's a very practical thing we're going to do this year. I'm going to talk to you about a mindset very quickly, a mindset, and I'm going to be done in just a second. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. There I go, Philippians, there we go. Everybody say the gospel. Yeah. That's really. It says, therefore... Everybody get your magnifying glasses out and look at the screen. (laughs) It says, therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, my favorite uh, translation of verse 1 is the New Living Translation. I'll read it for you. It says this. Raise your hand if, if you can answer this question in the affirmative. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Jesus? Uh oh. Let's try it again. Raise your hand if you can answer in the affirmative, okay? Is there any encouragement from belonging to Jesus? Uh, Pretty much the only encouragement right now in 2021 is the fact that Jesus is on the throne. He's king. If I look at anything else in this world, uh, mm, I'm encouraged by the fact that Jesus is alive. I'm encouraged by the fact that he is not silent, that he is speaking. I'm encouraged by the fact that he has a plan and a purpose, and in the end, he wins. Amen? So I'm encouraged. Okay, number two, answering the affirmative by the show of an uplifted hand. If any comfort from his love. Uh, Again, the only comfort presented to us in this current state of the life is the comfort of the love of God manifested in his goodness on my life, manifested in his goodness in my family, manifested in his goodness in our group of people, manifested in him. All love outside the love of God is really a letdown. But the love of God has comforted me. Amen? Any fellowship together in the Spirit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we've learned anything this year, I think we've learned that it stinks to be apart. When we get together in the Spirit, the fellowship is sweet. How many of y'all would just acknowledge that when we do get to have church and we get to have church and, it's, and, and, and the Holy Ghost shows up, like it just means a little more than it used to because, because we take it. You see what I'm saying? Like we're not taking it for granted. Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Raise your hand if life has humbled you this year. Yeah. I hope that we're coming out of 2020 not with our chest puffed out, not with a strut. Oh, yeah. I kicked behind and took names. 
Oh, yeah, I got it going. I know what I'm doing. No, I think we come out with, like, God, uh, I'm very grateful for this thing called mercy. <laughs> God, uh, literally, uh, there's times I only made it from this point to the next point because you carried me. <laughs> I think that we all probably come out having gone through things in our life not with some air, but a little bit more willing to bend the knee and a little bit more willing to bow the head and to kiss the feet of the one who is the sustainer of our lives and the keeper of my head. Amen? So, are your hearts tender and compassionate? Not tender enough, but they're tenderer and more compassionate. Verse 2, give me like whatever, New King James Version or whatever. Then, if that's true, if you answered yes to those questions, Paul says, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, one spirit, that word there is. One accord, the accord, the unity of the spirit. Uh, gathered together in one accord that the spirit may fall in the book of Acts. You get it? So one accord. When there's unity, the Holy Ghost shows up. And one mind. So one mind is, is one purpose. So in order to remind you that this year is not about strictly the practical things we're going to do different, but we have to have a new mindset going into this year. There's only really, I think if 2020 has taught us some things, it's taught us that there's some really some, some a few, uh, the list of things that's really important is smaller than the list of things that we thought was important. Does that make sense? And we, as a, as a people of God, as the church, this particular local church, Cross Life Church, I would like to see one of my goals for this year that I feel impressed by the Holy Spirit is that we come together in one mind, demonstrating one love, under the leadership of one spirit, working together for one purpose. Guess what it is? <laughs> the gospel. Come on. If we all, and then verse, if, if we take this passage of scripture and skip down to verse five uh, for me real fast, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Paul's got a point in the book of Philippians that we all need to have one mind, and it ain't your mind, and it ain't my mind, it's his mind. We need the mind of Christ. And I'm telling you, I'm talking about a greater sense of unity, not a unity that is just simply a camaraderie of us saying, man, we're good pals and we're good friends. I'm talking about a purpose that binds our hearts together. This is the reason we exist, Cross Life Church, because we got one thing in mind. He, Paul's the one who says, 
this one thing I have in mind, I want to finish this race well. It's David who says, this one thing I have in mind, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, right? There's this one thing mindedness that's coming back to the church of God where we're not scatterbrained and we're not like a shotgun fired off in 15,000 different directions, but we've got one mind and one love under one spirit and one purpose, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we can really achieve that, I'm not talking about preaching as a good sermon point, but if we can really achieve that in this community of faith, we can do something real in this city. We can do something real in this place. And when the whole world's about to start looking And what will we show them? Will we show them the same divisiveness that they can see around politics? Or will we show them the mind of Christ? And so every family, in order to keep this point driving home, every family, we're going to give you this coffee mug. It's got a cork bottom. It's a really nice little mug. And it's cool. Okay? Okay. And so when you drink coffee, and you're, how many of y'all drink coffee? The 80s, snow, and coffee. I hear the trumpet sounding. Okay. So when you're drinking your coffee in the morning, and there's snow on the ground, and Bon Jovi... <laughs> what? What? Okay, yeah. Uh, we probably should stop there, okay? So, and, and as you're doing that in the morning and, and you got your coffee and you look down and, you, and, and I want you to think. See, verse 5 doesn't tell you to have your mind. Romans chapter 12 doesn't tell you to be conformed to your own mind. God that we as a church, that we as a people of God, that we as a community of faith, we take on your mind. Amen. We as a people of God, we will be the answer to your prayer when you prayed over your disciples that they would love one another like we have loved each other. That we would be the answer to the directive of Jesus to go into the upper room and become one accord so that the Spirit of God may come and that every decision we make is not our decision but the Spirit-guided decision. I got a whole sermon right now on the Urim and the Thurum, okay, which is the truth and the Spirit, and we need to stop making decisions based upon our human intellect, and we need to be led by the Holy Ghost as a person and as a people. And finally, that we would all come together on one purpose. Man, we don't have, the Cross Life Church doesn't have multiple visions. It's got one heartbeat, and that is to be the church that establishes the kingdom of God on the earth through means of the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. What is the kingdom? What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So if you'll come forward at the end of this message, Pastor Matt will be right over there, and he's going to give each family a mug. 
Okay? So, that's that on a practical level. Um, if you would like a copy of 2021's budget for the year, come see Pastor Matt. He can give you a copy of that if you would like to review that. Other than that, guys, I'm super, and I don't, I'm not trying to say this, like, it makes my heart proud and full that, that at the end of this year, we're here and we're having church together. Amen? So, I don't know how to say it other than just thank you. And it's not Pastor Chester saying thank you. I feel like the Holy Spirit is, is encouraging you and saying, hey, thanks for sticking in there. Okay? Many people had many excuses to do whatever they seemed and thought was right, okay? But I'm telling you, I still hear that word resounding in my heart. Watch what a seed called faithful will produce. Amen? Amen? So stand up on your feet. I think we're going to grow. I think we're going to grow in this year. But I think the growth is going to be primarily in discipling of, our, of us. How many of y'all want to go deeper in your discipleship with Jesus? How many go deeper in the Word of God? I want to grow. And I really think we're going to, I, I think we're going to see people enter into this church that have never been saved and have been out of church for years and years and years. And it's not because we had a really good Sunday morning church service. It's because you begin to be the demonstrations of God on the earth. You and me, we are the hope. Christ in us is the hope. And in a hopeless world, we possess the very hope himself. And his name is Jesus. So let's learn how to let him out. Let's learn how to make him the expression of our daily life. Amen. We hope that this message from Cross Life Church was a blessing and encouragement to you. If we can pray for you or help in any way, please let us know by reaching out to us at www.crosslifechurcheldo.com. Thank you again for listening and God bless you.